Welcome back, everyone, to the If You Build a Podcast. I'm Riyad Ali. Hello, I am Will Ellis, and uh, we want to thank you guys so much. We have now launched our first episode uh, in our heads. No, it's been launched. <laughs> <laughs> it's been launched. Love the support. We appreciate you guys so much. Riyad? Of course. So as we mentioned before in our previous podcast, the If You Build a Podcast is about entrepreneurs, business leaders, and their journey. We're going to cover stories about the good, the bad, the ugly, what it takes to be in their business, uh, the highs, the lows, the the weaknesses, the failures, the everything about it. <laughs> all aspects uh, yeah, all of aspects. the journey of becoming a business leader in the community, but also taking a chance on yourself and creating your own destiny for your life. And you know the habits they have to uh, undergo and everything about it. Yes. And have some fun at the same time. And you know, Jaden is our first female guest yeah. on If You Build the Podcast. And let me just talk about my love of this woman. <laughs> you know, I have known her most of her life. I met her at two years old. And she is what I love about real estate. An agent that is professional, that wants to support a client's vision, wants to create a different, a different perception of what real estate is today. I think many agents, though she is young, can learn so much from how she works, how she speaks, and how she acts. So thank you, Jaden, for coming oh. on today's show. Not even scripted. Amazing. <laughs> made it up on the fly. Thank you very much. And watch this. I'm doing the Riyadh. Yeah, there you go. Well, you got to wing it. I'm going to wing it. But I also Love like it. wings. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you guys for having me. And oh my gosh, first female guest. I know, Hopefully I do a good job. I <laughs> I I'm excited because I've never met you face to face. I've yes. only talked to you on Instagram. And so I'm excited. Me too. Yes. Yeah, so again, tell us a little bit about your story. I think your story is an interesting one that people should hear about. Should hear about. Okay, perfect. So I've always been into sports. I'm retired now, but uh, played soccer. Retired. Retired. Like okay. I'm a retired <laughs> athlete, you know? Yeah. Um, so I played soccer at a competitive level for about 10 years. Had to have um, a hip surgery. Was told I'd never be able to play sports again. Was able to recover. Had to have another hip surgery. Was told again I wouldn't be able to play sports. Um, then I realized that my body wasn't as mobile as it previously was. Question for you. Was yes. it hip impingement? Uh, hip, uh, so slip growth plates. Okay. I don't know if that's like the same yeah. thing. No, or I, not. I had an impingement. I'm curious. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had two slip growth plates, uh, <laughs> and then I decided to switch sports. So I switched over to volleyball. Started when I was in freshman year of high school. Was lucky enough to a year in get a full ride scholarship to play volleyball in California. Wow. So played volleyball in California. Then I played volleyball professionally in Belgium. Uh, then I came home, started adulting, worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car for a bit. That's when I realized <laughs> that I'm actually good at sales. Did you work at Enterprise? No, no. I no? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I learned that I was good at sales. And then I just realized that I wasn't really fulfilling my purpose, I felt. I majored in psychology, minored in sociology. Uh, and at the school that I went to, there was a lot of very affluent families. Uh, and I learned that they built wealth through real estate. So I said, you know what? Let me leverage my knowledge of, you know, wealth building through real estate, talk to people specifically within marginalized communities and see if there's a way that I can bridge the gap between financial literacy and real estate acquisition wow. and use my competitive nature from sports, bring it over to real estate right. and, and do my thing. So that's you, my story. you really can apply 
your edu- your education won. Yes. But being involved in sports. You stole my, you stole my next I line. Know, yes. Right? Yes. To doing what you do every day in real estate. A hundred percent. I feel like because this is about entrepreneurship yeah. and, you know, set expectations because we have 70,000 realtors in the greater Toronto area. 90 now, and, right? Oh, it's 90. Yeah, oh, it's 90. 90. My yeah. bad, right? And I think a lot of people watch Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, and they have this um, inaccurate idea of what getting into real estate is. But I think that being a former athlete, you know, it's having that innate drive, being organized, knowing how to problem solve, being able to communicate. All of those things really help me be successful in the industry. And how long in real estate now? Uh, I've been in for, I just hit my three-year anniversary. It's wow. only yeah, been three years. years? It's only been three years. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's insane. I thought it was, it was like four or five. No. Just three years. Three years. And, and have you enjoyed it? Oh my gosh, I love it. It's amazing. I would say that uh, every day is different, right? And that's 100%. what I really enjoy about it. And we're problem solvers. And once again, I'm very competitive. So I do get very excited when we're negotiating and happy for my clients. It's like they're on my team. I tell them, look, now you're on my team. We're doing this together and I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to get the win, you know? So, so whatever it takes legally, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> what was the defining moment that you said, hey, I want to be a realtor. You knew this is your career. You knew this is what you wanted mm. to do. I think it was after I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Honestly, that book really just changed my perspective. I feel like a lot of people, especially in marginalized communities, we don't see real estate as a means to build wealth, right? So when I read that book, I was like, you know what? I want to buy a house. And I'm like, how can I acquire enough funds to purchase a property? And then everything sort of came together. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get into real estate. Let me learn firsthand from the wills, you know, because Will and I, we go way back, right? <laughs> um, so all of these, all of these people and just learn firsthand that, and that get an idea. It's actually not. Jaden did ask. You did ask. Right. But I thought it was five years ago, three years ago. Three years ago. Ridiculous. Yeah. What do you think about being real estate? I'm like, what did I say? Then do it. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did say do it. I, you did I say do it. So when you go on social media, do you? Yes. Only. Don't be yes. anything gimmicky. Don't be fake. Don't be that guy, you know. Be yes. who you need to be. People will want to know you even more. Exactly. No, and I think I'm lucky. A lot of my business does come from social media, right? And because I take the educational perspective, I do attract a lot of people. And I mean, we're not scripted, so we're just going to go into this. But it's just the fact that like one of the issues that I face is that a lot of people, they see me and I'm super young. Right. So a lot of people's parents. How old are you now? I'm 26. I'm turning 27 next month. Yes, yes, yes. 27 is not that young. See, but from a parent's... Comparing to us now, it is. Well, yes. (laughs) See? Because when they look at, like, for example, someone who's transacted with you, right? Their kid might see me on social media and say, hey, I want to work with Jaden. But then the dad's like, no, like, we have Riyadh. You need to use Riyadh, right? (laughs) I love that example. Yeah. I mean, same same happens with Will Ellis' too, okay? I know. Um, (laughs) Be the grandpa. (laughs) The grandpa, grandpa, yeah. So, yeah, social media has really enabled me to attract people and sort of show people that I know what it is that I'm discussing. And it's enabled me to sort of attract clients as opposed to, to chasing them. So, so is your business good. mainly from Instagram or yeah. all, all platforms? Yeah, it's mainly from Instagram. I, I do okay. I do pretty decent from Instagram. But that's the thing. It's There's a lot of realtors who even get their licenses and they go on social media and they're not necessarily themselves or they don't find the niche that they want to focus on. I knew that when I got in, I wanted to focus on people who are my age because those are the ones who are probably going to have the ability to, quote unquote, break generational curses, right? Because I find that a lot of people in older generations, they're like, you know what? I never had the ability to purchase. So that's sort of out of the picture for me. So I wanted to work with people who look like me, sort of understand me. And that's why I also wanted to purchase 
purchase my first house to sort of lead by example, right? Because exactly. it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I'll do X, Y, Z, but then it's another for me to post on social media. Hey guys, I'm giving you the game plan. I just followed it. If you follow what I'm saying, you can do the same thing. So nice. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, you want to ask another question? Okay. <laughs> what, what was what was your hardest thing being in real estate? Is there a day that you almost thought about quitting or that you're like, this may not be it for me? Honestly, I'd say it's like the day even after I got my license because <laughs> the thing is you go, everything's through Humber now, right? But I just find that the stuff that you learn in the course isn't really applicable to, to anything. You don't yeah. know how to write an offer. You don't know how to do anything, right? So Will, for the first like few months, I was calling this guy. He's like, Jaden, calm down. It's really not that serious, you know? Um, But I just feel like, yeah, I... I felt very overwhelmed because I felt like I didn't necessarily have the resources and the support to help facilitate a transaction. Cause it's, you know, the biggest transaction someone may ever partake in in their life. Exactly. And if I'm writing offers on the wrong form, like that's, it's just not a good look. Right. So I would say it's, it's probably just right after I got my license. Was there a deal that ever went bad that you know, hurt the most or that? I've sure. been very lucky okay. with my deals. <laughs> I will say the most stressful one for me was probably um, on closing day. I always tell my clients and my lawyer tells my clients, get insurance on the property, right? And if you don't get insurance on the property, for those of you who don't know, you most likely won't get the funding from the lender because they don't want to lend on a property that's not insured. So last minute, we ended up getting insurance. We go to the property. It's flooded. Oh. on closing day so i'm like holy crap i'm surprised i i don't know if i called you or not because <laughs> yeah so the wow. house was flooded <laughs> uh, so i call my lawyer i'm like what are you supposed to do we ended up doing a claim through the other party's insurance because it obviously occurred prior to us actually closing on the transaction right. but that was something where i was like holy crap because my client they couldn't move in right after right? right we had to have people come in get rid of the water redo the flooring all of that stuff. So Jeez. that's probably one of the more hectic experiences yeah, I've I've had. But it's good to have it early though. Yes, yes, you know 100%. I mean? yeah. 100%. So what are your thoughts on the market today? Uh, I think it's a great market for buyers. A lot of people, when they see me post this stuff on social media, they're like, oh, she's a realtor. She just wants to sell houses. But the way that I look at it is the average house, let's just say, has gone down, let's say $200,000, right? That's $200,000 less on the principal of your mortgage. Your monthly mortgage payments might be a bit higher because of interest. But the saying in real estate, right? Date the rate, marry the house. At the end of the day, the price that you pay for the house is never going to change, but your interest rate will. And the issue now is a lot of people are saying, oh, the market's crashing. There's no demand. It's like, there's a lot of demands, but the issue is we don't have enough people who are qualifying because interest rates are so high, right? So I think that as long as interest rates stay high, there's going to be less competition. And when there's less competition, you can protect yourself. You could put financing conditions in. You can put inspection conditions in. You could potentially face less people when it comes to bidding wars, so less inflated sale prices, right? So I tell people right now, if you can qualify while others can't get in the market, and then once rates go uh, down, the house prices are going to go up, and right? They're, and so, they already have the game at that point. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so would you recommend to someone that is a renter? Yeah, that they should somehow figure out how they should buy. Mm, not necessarily. The the math has to make sense too, right? Because a lot of people they do qualify for the mortgage, but we're all foodies. We like the Uber Eats. We like to go out for dinner. It's like we need to make sure that we have extra funds to also live our life, right? So I'm a big proponent of getting in while you can, but also getting in while it makes sense. Right. If someone comes to me and I'm like, I always say, hey, how much do you have saved? What's your income? What's your credit score? From there, I'll have an idea of okay, if they're a decent candidate or not. But if someone is paying, for example, I have a client. 
$1,400 a month for a downtown Toronto condo, keep right? Keep, keep it, keep it yeah. right? She's I'm, like, I'm thinking of buying. I'm like, look, based off of your down payment, you're going to be paying at least like $3,000 a month, which is doubling your, your expenses. I don't think the math makes sense right now. So depending on the situation and what people can afford on a monthly basis, it may or may not make sense. So you said three years have been in the business, right? Yeah. So COVID basically. Yes. So what advice would you give to a new realtor now? Now that you went through COVID, you know, surge of the market, softening. Yeah. What, what advice would you give somebody new? Um, I would just say stay level-headed and always work on your business and trying to get clients, right? Because as the market shifts, people's sentiments towards getting into the market also shifts. So there's less of the pie to sort of get a piece of, right? We've seen yeah. a significant decrease in the amount of transactions too. So I would say it's always having a long-term perspective. If you get one or two deals, you might make some decent money, but what are the deals that you're going to have after that? Because if you're not constantly working on your business, you're not going to have a solid pipeline and you're not going to get paid for a long time and depending on your age I'm lucky to not have any kids or anything to take care of but well I have my mortgage but if you know you have a family and stuff you have to take that into consideration for sure yeah I've always said it's, it's business as usual no matter what the market is yes you just I think the market yeah. now is because uh, I'm see, my background is in sales right so yeah. I always think this market is best people that can sell yes and true. so you know it's, and I believe that most agents that got into the industry in the last five years what a time when the market was very, very easy for yes. sellers, right? And hard oh, yeah. for buyers. Yep. And I agree with you, it is a buyer's market. Um, I also believe if you're a good seller with a good product to sell, then your home will sell for a good price. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. If you, you know, if you renovate the right thing, yeah, then you should be able to get a decent price for your house. What is your biggest pet peeve when you work with unprofessional, or unprofessional agents, unprofessional. when you work with other agents? Um. <laughs> I would just say lack of communication and lack of knowledge. Like right. sometimes realtors, I, I'm trying to do a deal with you and you're not answering your phone. And I'm um, like, yes. how are you not answering your phone? We you, want, uh-oh. You know what drives me the, the craziest about what? everything? Is you know when you have a listing and they don't put their cell phone number? Uh, oh my and gosh. It, yeah, I'm like, oh my God. What year is this? We I know. Call the office. And call the office. Like, Let me page them. I don't care how busy you are. Yeah. Put your cell phone yeah. number. Yeah. Down. Honestly, a little hack. I don't know if you guys do this. I always search their Facebook. I find that the Facebooks yeah. have the cell phones. Most but that's times. like, why are you wasting my time? Like, put, yeah. you're not above. Yeah. Or at least have your assistant if you're a big, big realtor, right? Yeah. Like, let's get direct access um yeah but i would just say communication and then just lack of of knowledge you know sometimes realtors list houses i get it if their clients have unrealistic expectations i'm probably just not taking that listing in general right but when you're trying to have like fact-based conversations and they don't really know the facts i find that that's sort of hard to negotiate with also so i would say those are probably my two main pet peeves right now uh, what, what about on social media what do you see oh, agents doing that drives gosh. you crazy? Uh, number one that drives me crazy is people literally taking my content verbatim. I have come across a lot <laughs> of realtors. They're copying your content? Okay, for example, like I say yo in, in some of my videos, right? And there will be some realtors who will start with yo. And they'll say like word for word my videos. And it's We're like you have cats. to be. I might, I might use the word yo. Yo? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yo. it might get a couple of views. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's helped me. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think that it's it's that. And my issue with that is that if you're copying someone else's content, do you really know what you're talking about? Right? Because the whole point of putting True. out educational content on social media is to sort of empower people with knowledge and maybe get a client or two. But there's no good in acquiring these clients if you don't know how to sort of answer their questions afterwards. I would also say it goes back to the selling sunset thing, like perpetuating this idea idea of 
luxury lifestyle. Now, some realtors, they do a lot of deals and they can afford the lifestyle that they're living. But there's also a lot of realtors I find who are flexing all of these things that they buy. And it's like, it's do we have, it's yeah. image, yeah. right? And do you know an agent that drives an Audi? I don't know one agent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Audi, Audi, they're nice cars, but I'm talking about like, you know, the, know. they are nice, but you know, you got the bright Lambos yes. and all of these things. And it's G-wagons. Like, G-wagons. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I will say one day I am going to drive a big body Range Rover. That is just a blacked but out I, Range Rover. I always hear from mechanics, they are the worst cars to drive, it, apparently. They look amazing. They look insane. And oh, when I'm able to afford yes. it and justify it yes. through passive income, I'm yeah. I'm buying my range. I don't care. You know, you, you know, I just got a new car. And I'm not a guy that wants a Lexus. I just wanted a car that, that looked like me. My beautiful black Highlander <laughs> looks exactly like me. When I see the car on the road in my park or in my driveway, I go, that's, that's Will. That looks like me on, with, with four wheels. It's an amazing feeling. Amazing. See, so- car is me. And see, my car right now is not me. And you know this. So I like, <laughs> I need a me yeah, car, which is a big body you know, range. She's got a Fred Flintstone car. <laughs> hang out at the bottom, you know. <laughs> exactly. One but, day. Right. But I agree with the, with the flexible. What a, let's, let's talk about when you talk about social media. Yeah. How many hours a week, a month do you set aside to do it? Because you are doing, when I yeah. look at videos, you do a lot more. And, you do a lot more reels, yeah. I believe. Yes. You do an actual some basic post. Yeah, yeah. Correct? Yeah. So how many hours a week? And what kind of planning goes into one reel? Okay. So I know some of these people probably don't follow me. What what answer? What do you think the answer to that question is, Riyadh? How long it takes you? Yeah. How many hours a week am I Riyad, spending? Riyadh has no idea what goes no, on social no, media. No, because so. you, you came from sports and you came as this like, yeah. you know, you have a system. Efficiency. Yeah. I think you probably plan like on a Sunday. You plan out for your week. Okay. This, this is hours, week. maybe 10 hours a week. 10 hours a week. Okay. I was going to say you listen to another podcast I'm on, but 10 hours is a little high. No, but Sundays. So once a month, I will write out every single real idea I have. The next day, I will write out word for word. My reels are actually scripted, quote unquote. I have exactly what I'm going to say and I'll reference. I'll say, okay, today, this is why I'm going to tell you guys why it's a good time to buy a house. Cut the clip. New clip. I think it's a good time to buy a house because X, Y, Z. So I actually record a bunch of little clips and merge them. But I have edit them yourself. I edit them. Yeah, you just upload the video on on Instagram and it merges for you. But I have enough content to go till probably the end of January right now, and I spend like maybe ten hours a month. Okay, not bad. Ten hours yeah. a month, and then how long does it take you for you to do a reel? No, that's like included, like that's recording. Included filming, recording. Yeah, everything. like I'll just spend a day. I'll change my shirt, change my yeah. hair, and I'll probably bust out like maybe ten reels. And then that, I post a reel a week, so that's good for. 10 weeks of content. One a week. Yeah, but I'm always active on my stories. So yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. people think I'm a bit more active than I am. I used to do uh, two reels a week, but I just found I, I couldn't come up with enough ideas, right? And especially as a new realtor, when I first started, I didn't know anything. So I was Googling like top 10 questions people ask realtors. And I was like, on here, like, guys, these are the top 10 questions people ask realtors, right? Uh, but now that I have more experience, I know like people don't know the difference between a deposit and a down payment. People don't know they need cash for closing costs. So then I start to create content around the conversations that I have or the DM questions that I get. I'm like, you know what? This is good to share with the masses. And then I'll just record a reel on so, it. So the people that follow you, are they mainly younger? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the majority of my my followers are between the ages of 20 to 40 in the GTA. So and is most of your business in the GTA or Durham? 
Uh, most of my business is in Durham. Okay. It just so happens that a lot of people, they are in the GTA in general. And then, um, just with the way their budgets work out, right they're they're Durham. coming to Durham. Durham. So it ends up working out quite well for me. Yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting. So tell us a typical day for you. Cause again, but people think, of, think about you as a realtor Yeah. because so you and Riyadh are very similar. You guys are high performing athletes. People don't realize this little man right here, black belt. Oh, really? Eating. <laughs> but is, what kind of karate here? Karate, karate. The karate regular yeah. karate, not jujitsu or um, taekwondo. Karate is my main discipline. So Shitoru karate, which is a very old style Okinawan martial arts. Legit. Yeah, yeah. So he's all over the world fighting everything for many years ago. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It's probably why he's so short with all the hits on the head. All the hell. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm sitting it, on a phone book right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to um, you know his schedule, yeah. And I bet you with your schedule, it's probably very regimented. Yeah. Tell people what your typical day is like. Like, what was today like? Yeah, honestly, it really just depends. Um, I find that be social media just gives me so much time, right? Because I don't do door knocking. I don't do cold calls. Like, I am just Did you straight ever do up. I tried it twice. What did I? Got the door slammed in my yeah. face. And <laughs> I, I'm like. A, a woman, I, I'll tell you. So I was here. It was middle of summer. Like, I'm not considering <laughs> to say that in any kind of shape. My only shape is round. So I, I'm very fat. I walk up to the door and. Breathing like a dragon, putting out a fire, and then I I ring the doorbell. The woman's like, "What was like, sir? You should not be <gasps> door in the middle of the day. <laughs> Women are home typically. You you know they're big. I'm a big black man. I get what she was saying. Oh and I'm gosh. like, good point. Never did it again. Never did it again. <laughs> wow. Plus, I hate walking. Like unless I'm working out, I don't want to walk. Yeah. So that's like a double deterrent, right? Because yeah, you're like, not even trying to door knock in yeah. the first place because you're not trying to walk. Yeah. And then she just yeah. Does that I'm like, too, okay, right? makes sense. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just like I know that I provide a lot of value, right? So I actually created um, a community Facebook group and I was handing out little flyers. Hey, join the community Facebook group, you know, because so I'm just strategically doing that. Mm. Um, so I was knocking on doors, people opening the doors. Oh, I don't want to buy anything. Slam the door in my face. Yep. And I was like, wow, it's just unfortunate because I know that people from social media, they know that I'm only trying to provide value, right? Whereas when I'm knocking on someone's door, they don't know the value that yeah. I can provide. Exactly. Uh, additionally, the amount of time to get even, you know, five quality contacts from door knocking versus posting on social media, it's there's the, no the comparison. Reach, the reach is yeah, way insane, better, yeah. right? Um, so I would say, yeah, usually most of my clients, they do work nine to five. So the majority of my business does actually happen outside of nine to five. Yeah, so it's going to be in the evenings. Yep. And as an entrepreneur, like weekends, I think I have a weekend and then I really no. don't. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's just mostly like focusing on social media, going through my DMs. I'm probably having like at least 50 DM conversations a day, which wow. is a job in of wow. itself. So question, right? do, you, do you have a CRM? Like, do you use a CRM? I was telling Will about uh, this. No, because uh, I, 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 I know, CRMs, I know, I know another realtor does very well uh, online, and he does not use CRMs at all. Like, everything is through. And Riyad, what are you all about? Oh, CRMs. But again, it depends how you build your business. So yeah, I'm okay with it. But I'm curious. He needs one. No, yeah. So I, I do have a CRM. The issue was I was not extracting information and putting it in the CRM. So people would reach out to me. I would screenshot the information. Next thing you know, a year later, when I'm like, oh, shoot, I have all these leads I need to follow up on. A third of them are either not on Instagram or they changed their name. So that's yeah. a bunch of people I lost. The hardest thing is when you get leads that are not serious at the time, 
Right. Keeping in contact with them. I think that's where CRM base is, Is you know, very clutch. Exactly. So I'm sort of changing my business right now and trying to extract as much information as possible from social media and into my CRM. Um, just because at the end of the day too, I love social media, but we don't know how long it's going to last. Right. So I don't want to put all of my energy on, on there. And I also am now focusing more on my database and my sphere. So they, so they keep, so you know, being new to like I had, I never did a CRM. <laughs> okay. So, so we, you know, DR group, you know, hey, real estate team right here. Yeah. One, um, one year. I was a guy that had a CRM, but I used this for everything. Yes. And and, and paper and, and folders. Paper okay. And yeah. Like, and, like the doctor's office. And, Sounds and, about right. And stickies in a file. Of <laughs> yeah. True story. Last year, I was forced to took months to go through all my stuff, create an Excel spreadsheet. It took how many weeks? Two weeks. Maybe months. 12, maybe months. 12, maybe three months. <laughs> That has yeah. helped because now, because we have a CRM system that yeah. I don't touch, um, but I add to it, we email clients information. We email about listings, about record updates, about uh, upcoming events. Mm-hmm. It makes things so much easier. Because like I said, we try to remember everyone's email, which I actually could. It's just impressive. It seems, yeah. So much easier. To get things done. So yes, yeah. you guys should chit chat after. And, he, and, and he's only using ten percent of our yeah, I know. <laughs> CRM. I'm, I'm just literally yeah. using email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is. is like I guess a shout out to this. What CRM are you guys using? Right now I'm using follow up. Follow up. So that's yeah. the one I'm considering. Oh. I did the same. Uh, it was so horrible. But I just finished putting. Every, I only have three people left. Right. To put in the CRM, and I'm yeah. doing those people tonight. Yeah. And then I'm starting from ground zero. But any aspiring realtors, you got to build a solid yeah. foundation because yeah. yeah. if you don't. You are going to be crying and putting all the information yep, in yep. your laptop when you did not need to do that in the first and place. In, and, in, and again, I'm a learned Excel. I'm trying to say my age here. 25 years ago, so I barely use it. So I I went in Excel and had Melissa, the wife, go through and create these little columns. Amazing. Columns and, and, and it took. And I was surprised how many contacts I actually had. I had more than I thought. Yeah, yeah, I had a ton. Because he gave me a number like, oh, I had like fifty people. I'm like, you have 198 or whatever it yeah, was at the time. Amazing. Right? Yeah. So I was yeah. like, wow. And so now they get birthday mails, a gift card in the mail. They get all these different little yeah, things. Yeah, he, he, he one of his cousins got a gift card. He's like, yeah, did you send a gift card out? <laughs> yeah, he got all kinds of gift cards and that's happy. amazing. Like, they get emails on their birthdays. Like yeah. all those little touch points for anyone that's getting into business is important because real estate is not like I am so. Glad that you're here because we'll say it's not about one transaction. But it's not, it's not transactional. It's, it it's is, a yeah. lifelong. It is a long-term yep. relationship, yep. and it's so important. Like, people are like, oh, it's hard to get a quick buck. The money's not easy to make in real estate, and only – what's the percentage? Like like 10% or 20%? I think it's 5% do more than like 20 deals a year. 20 deals a year. Yeah, last year I think it was 40% of realtors did zero deals. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so it's – so it's important that people realize that the perception that's out there is completely wrong. Yeah, It's a hard business to get into. And there's a lot of us. And that is why you only have X amount doing so well. Well, 2021, the average North American realtor uh, average salary was $44,000 in oh, North wow. America. Wow. There we go. Yeah. And then we get, you know, we get, you know, dinged for these outrageous fees. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but again, so it's not as easy as, as it looks. And when you talk to people that are thinking about, you know, Buying a house, how do you approach, especially those first-time home buyers, mm-hmm. or the, actually for you, this is a good one Uh-oh. for those in that are boyfriend girlfriend, mm-hmm. not married. Yeah, how do you approach that? Those are my favorite. I love those. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that I approach it is number one, I need to see where they're at financially, right? Like, are they ready? Or are they not? Sometimes an issue that I find is a lot of people they either have the minimum down or they have the income, but they don't have the other. So right. How, how does that conversation go with? 
talking about finances, do they, do they want to talk to mortgage broker or are they, are they, are they fine talking to you about their finances? Yeah, no, a lot of people are fine okay. talking to me about their finances, but just it, like I said, I'm talking, it's not necessarily business with 50 people, but I'm DMing a lot of people. So I do outsource a lot of that to my mortgage partner. Um, he does have like a Calendly link. So what I do is I'll say, hey, how much do you make? Uh, how much do you have saved your credit? And based off of that, I either know, okay, I'm sending it to him or let me dive a little bit deeper and then sort of take it on from there. So we have a bit of a system. I'd say about 80% of leads, they're going to him. But if someone seems like, okay, they're super serious, they don't know how to structure it or, hey, I want to buy a house with my mom. I say, does your mom have a house already? Yeah. Does she have a mortgage? Yeah. Okay. Maybe she's not the best person to add. Do you know anyone else? And they'll say, oh yeah, my cousin. And then I'll have a conversation with them and the cousin and sort of merge it. But I would say mostly it's me filtering out outsourcing, 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 and then having a couple of conversations. Um, Would you do rentals as well? Would you take on a rental? um, I don't really do rentals. Um, I'll do a rental here and there. But if I have a client who purchases a property and we need to rent out the property, I'll I'll rent it out for them. Yes. Yeah, leases are, are common. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, what are like what are, like when it comes to people on their credit score? Because you work yes. with, with bad credit. Yeah. What kind of advice do you give them when it comes to them? How how would they go about improving their score? We have a lot mm. of you, know, you talk about this all the time on your socials. Yeah. Take it to you, make it people that are on there with their yeah or whatever else. Yeah. What advice can you give someone that may want to live that lifestyle but also wants to get into owning real estate and building wealth. Yeah. So I'm going to give out a shout out to uh, Ebony L and finance for the culture. Okay. Those are my two finance ladies. So if someone comes to me saying, Hey, my credit's low. I say, okay, Here's the Instagrams. Who do you want to talk to? Ebony L. Is she local? Uh, they're both local. Yeah, well, they're like both ta- local. Like them to come on here. Come on here. Okay, they are. They love podcasts. We do Done. a lot of panels and okay. stuff together, so, so they can hop on here. Yeah, we want yeah. more ladies. You you're want the, more ladies? You're okay. The first lady on here, so yeah. you're gonna be our our conduit. Yes, you yeah. tell yeah. me what type of ladies you want. Ebony, I have I want, I want everything. People that are experts <laughs> in their field. Okay, hundred percent. You guys will. You guys will love them. So yeah, I'll let them know. But that's essentially it's like if someone comes to me, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, have you filed taxes? No. Okay, here's my tax person. Go talk to them. Right. So I really leverage the people around me. But if someone's like, hey, my credit score is low, I'll say, okay, um, this is how your credit score is calculated. Do you think that you use more than 30% of the credit accessible to you? Oh, yes, I use 90%. Okay. So let's see how we can sort of scale that back because that's going to impact 30% of your your credit score. Right. Let's look at credit utilization. So it's more of an educational perspective. And I was actually, it's amazing because this is a part of the reason I got into the business is to impact people's lives positively. But I was having a phone call with someone yesterday uh, and they were telling me how they believe that I had a big influence when it came to their credit score increasing and then being able to get their first credit card. Right. So it's just those things of putting those tips out because people just don't know what they don't know. Right. And I only learned about how your credit score was um, calculated once I got into the industry, but it's just providing these little nuggets. And a lot of the time it goes a long way. Once again, if I feel like a conversation with them via DMs, you've done a reel like that before, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. But I think I've you done a do couple. Another reel because I won't do what you do. Yeah. yeah. Another reel where you sort of literally show maybe bring on a partner to do a reel with you uh-huh. about how the credit score, like do like a whole graph where people understand the, how the credit score works. If someone's a credit card utilization and blah 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 blah, because I think mm. that's that would be a good like a series oh, you can do. Series a good That'd visual. Be, yeah, because I I do agree with you. Most young people, and, and I also find young people. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not gonna say young. Culturally, yeah. Mostly, and we're all cultured, some more than others. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but fear having credit cards. Yeah, I don't have credit cards. Yeah, and have you know 
and have pay-as-you-go cell phones and don't want to don't trust anyone. And that hurts yeah. them. I think that hurts people more long term. I had a I had a guy, a client that had a zero credit score because they never had credit and yeah. they're in their forties. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think getting over that fear yeah. is something that you should also maybe discuss. Discuss, and that's like another pillar that I actually get my business from too. Is I do a lot of public speaking, so I go to elementary schools, high schools, sports clubs, etc., et and I teach youth what a credit score is, a debit card versus a credit card, all of these things, so that they're better equipped when they're younger. Because a lot of us don't have those people within our households to have those conversations right. with, right? Yeah. Their parents might think, oh no, credit, those people are scammers. No, but it's like, realistically, credit is going to be your key to a lot of things it's, in life. If you yeah. don't have those funds, you're going to need to tap into yeah, credit. I 100% agree with you. And I, it follows you around for life. Yeah, I got right? a credit yeah. card. I, got, yeah. I have the same credit card I got when I was 18. I still have it. Wow. And uh, that credit card has been my... My life's blood, like it gets me every, like my house, my cars, everything that I have. Yeah, because of that because I learned at a young age from my parents. Yeah, and my parents were immigrants, mm-hmm. but they understood the like. My parents, I don't know how they raised five kids with no debt. They had no debt. They had a mortgage. Okay. Like I could, I, I, I don't have kids, and I have debt. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you have I, a dog though, right? I have a dog. <laughs> Your dog, you should see the photos. See the photos most supposed to be. Yes, for Halloween, ridiculous. You see those? No, the dog yeah. put his paw on a pumpkin. Like it was just so so <laughs> foolish, but. I think people need to educate themselves. And there's so much noise out there. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it's good that you're out there educating people. And you, so when you are on, when you're sort of all, like out there in the community. Yeah. How can people find out where you are? Um, it honestly, it really depends. Like a lot of the times it's the organization, um, like there's 150 for free and they do a lot of, there's like a lot of ex, um, professional athletes and affiliations with like the NBA and stuff. So they found me on social media, said, Hey, look, I feel like you really match what we do. We bring in educational professionals or financial professionals to teach the kids. Right. So they sort of found me, then they put me on their social medias, et cetera. Um, where I have like a lot of female youth groups. Most of the time it's people reaching out to me. It's not necessarily me reaching out to them, but then going speaking at one place, there might be someone who's affiliated with another organization who then asks me to sort of speak there. Um, So it's a very organic type of situation. I don't really put out there. Like I might post a story. Hey, if you want me to speak at your school, I'll do this, but it's more organizations reaching out to me and me being happy to, to chat. Was this part of your plan? It wasn't, but I'm realizing that it's very great for exposure. Social media is awesome, but also sometimes I go to these events and people are like, oh my gosh, I follow you on on social media, you know? So it's really cool just to meet a lot of these people in person too. Um, And I'm also going to start doing in-person seminars. I'm going to be partnering with my mortgage partner just because I feel like once again, a lot of my relationships are on social media, but I want to take them off of social media and meet these people. It's one thing to see their pictures, but it's another to, for example, us, right? Yeah, now yeah. we're best friends, right? But go. if we, it's, it's different. So I just think, yeah, meeting people in person is, it really I just brings you, a relationship to, to a new level. over food. You love food. <laughs> he loves food. You two, honestly. But Babusas, what is it? Sababas. Sababas, yeah. Go. We'll go. But we'll no, go. But like food in general. Like, yeah, yeah. You oh. love this. like he loves like the passion. Like you would not know this. That works out every day. Like he loves food so much, and you two would get along so well. I think it's amazing. I think it's incredible. You know, you should also you should that should like do like a cooking thing together. You know, that'd be kind of a YouTube cooking and talking. There we go. Cooking thing with Melissa too, though, because well, she's true. a chef. She's, she's a chef, but I want to see you two cook. Okay, like, I don't know. Do you, do you know how to cook? I can cook decently. Yeah, you can ask you my do? mom here and there. Yeah, we'll oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask your mom because I have you. Cook. What can you cook? What do you want to eat? I mean, I don't. 
I used to cook a lot of meat, but now that okay. I don't eat meat, I, okay, let's 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 go there. Thank I make you. a good lasagna. How does one person not eat meat for six years to suddenly start eating bacon? Like, how does one do that? One has a crazy dream about bacon, and then <laughs> orders on Uber Eats the next day. They leave the bacon on the bagel, mm. and they're like, "This must be a sign. Let me so eat the, the bacon." Bagel and cream cheese? No, the, no, 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 no. Cream cheese and bacon? No. Oh, that's, no. the, that's the best. No, it had egg, cheese, some arugula, some garlic aioli, mm. and Where was this from? The bacon. Yeah, no, no, I'm getting hungry. Oh, it's someplace <laughs> in Vaughn. I forget the name. But anyways, they corrupted me. Six years later, I go home. My dad sees a Costco thick maple bacon in the fridge. What's going on here? My mom's a vegetarian. My brother's not here. Yeah, yeah I, guys, I eat bacon now. I made bacon before I came here. You eat bacon like, a lot right now? Yeah, like in university, I was eating like a pack of bacon a day. It oh. was, it was next <laughs> now how level. Do, how do you make your bacon? I make it like nice and crispy. I don't oh. like it chewy. I fry it. I fry Ever it. I probably oven? cook it. I've done it in the oven. I'm not as big of a fan, but I'll probably cook it. I You need the frying pan to get nice and hot first, right? So I'll yes, probably yeah. put it on like seven. Then I'll bring it down to like five. And then right for the finale, I'll do like a quick seven again. And then I got to add some maple syrup after. Interesting. Yes. And you eat the bacon just on its own, like a chip? Yes. So before we wrap up here. Yes. <laughs> we have to. We have to. We, I know. I'm sorry. sorry but I can talk about bacon. I can talk about <laughs> bacon all the time. Yes. What, what's one message you give our listeners about getting into business for themselves? What's one th- a piece of advice you'd give them? Mm, I would say believe in yourself and just start as nike just do it right i feel like a lot of people get stuck in analysis paralysis you don't have to be perfect you just have to get started because if you delay starting your competition could potentially you know get on social media and all those clients you're missing out on because you were too worried about putting out something that's perfect right so i would just say if you have an idea support uh surround yourself with the right people too who are very supportive and encouraging uh and hit the ground running don't what, listen to haters. And what are your social media handles so somebody can follow you? At Jaden Kennedy Real Estate. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Google. You guys can give me a Google review because I was a guest on your podcast. There you go. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Five stars, please. Uh, uh, maybe four and a half. No, I'm at five right now. <laughs> I need to keep it all five yeah. star reviews. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Go. I have, how many five star reviews do you have? Like 50? Mm, like 57. Yeah. I have at four. And I did, and so we, when we rebranded last year, I lost my Google page. And remember, I tried, and I had to hire someone to investigate it. Nothing. I had to restart. I was, oh, so, I was so annoyed. So see, new realtors too. That's that's a hack, right? I have almost the same amount of reviews as Riyadh, and he's been in the game for what four times the amount of time I have. So <laughs> just yes. get on Google reviews. Google ASAP. reviews, and you know, also is important because um, you do this as well. When you go to a restaurant that you like, review them. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. They may also review you. Business, so, to, business, yeah. To business. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. important to get out there and to you know get out in your community, and also. Last question. You what? just said it was last question, I, no? Well, no, well, that was real. You guys are on question. different pages. It's yes. okay. Yeah. Mine, mine's more fun. I'm, I'm, I'm getting off the bacon topic, but okay. I do love good bacon. Me too. And you got to try pork belly. You have got to try it. Okay. I'll 100%. try someday. But what are you watching right now on television? Bro, see, this is the thing about me. I watch, I don't watch TV, but when I do, it's trash television. Okay. So, I have a feeling ooh, it's going to be. Okay. What are we guessing? I'm going to say Love is Blind, some garbage. Okay, no, that one's extra garbage. Okay. That selling one's extra sunset. garbage. Selling Sunset. Uh, selling sunset. <laughs> I watch that too. Yeah. I don't think that's garbage. I th- actually think that's fire, but I'll still watch that. Um, something like The Bachelor. You oh. watch The Golden Bachelor? A gold. That, it's so cute. So I watched it, and you know, it's, it's depressing. I can't, ev- I, I, every, I can't watch that stuff. Why? Because you don't want Wait, to, like, explain to the viewers what The Golden the go- Bachelor is. The Golden is. Bachelor is 
a bachelor who is in his 70s, Gary, uh, is dating so women that are 60 years old plus. Now, these women, for their age, look good. Amazing. But every single effing episode, it's them on a date. And they had an episode where the, one of the girls wore the wedding dress. And she broke down because it reminded her of her wedding in 1968. And <laughs> her husband's now dead. And I'm like, why? How is this entertaining? But I am. But did you not watch it? I love okay. it. <laughs> yeah. I do not think I'd like it. I and they and they and you know they go out they they make out making out's awful. But it's very wholesome. It's, it's like wholesome it's nice. not very catty. It's like okay, you know what? We've been through it. Like yeah. we just want to find our partner, yes. right? So shows like that, I, I really. And when, enjoy and when, and when you get older, we'll be, like I'm getting there. But when you get older and you look and you look like like that after going through the life most of them have, they look pretty good. Not gonna lie. What else are you watching? Uh, I like the movie White Chicks. White Chicks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really watch too much TV. What are you reading? I know you read well, a lot. Oh, I'm rereading How to Win Friends and Influence People. That, that is, is a phenomenal. I have to read that still. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. gosh. It's my favorite book, and it's crazy because I read it right before getting into real estate. Yep, and then here. I actually am I'm currently reading it, probably going to finish it tonight. Yep. And then I'm going to compare, but I know 100% the things that I'm highlighting this time are mm-hmm. completely different, different. Yep. from what I highlighted the first time. But anyone who's getting into business, yep. How to Win Friends and Influence People, you have to read that book. Well, name a couple other books you think people should read before getting into business for themselves or real estate. Never Split the Difference is a good book. Yeah. Um, I would say I I liked The Wealthy Barber. I don't know if yeah, you guys I heard that. Yeah, I read that. that. Yeah. It's like a smaller I, I met him book. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. A Jeez, yeah. a little flex on us. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, that's where you had for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just in Rich Dad Poor Dad. I really yeah. like that book. I follow too. him, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, well, we do on social and uh, great insights. Every day he has yeah. a, a inspirational, you know, morning quote. Yeah, you know, and I, I always like to like. I read subtle art. I'm not giving an F. Yes, I'm not gonna swear here, but yeah, yes. you know what I mean. And it really just all these books really are just there to sort of guide you, not only in business, yeah, but in life. Yeah, because yes. like, I think many people. I mean, you've known me for many years. Yeah, and I don't care about many things, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to get to where I am in life. You're you're there, but most people don't get there. I maybe mean, it was maybe like 35 when I started to realize, like, why do I care so much about things? Yeah. And yeah. you always you waste more time thinking about the things you didn't do or you didn't say yeah. versus focus on, on how you can make it better for the next time so you don't do the same mistake again, again. and improve upon yourself. So, yes, thank you for coming of course, yes. on our podcast. What's the podcast name? If You Build It. Thank you, the podcast. Yeah. And, again, you guys can follow us on the DR Group. Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page, Facebook. but also yeah. Instagram. on our YouTube page, Instagram. Jaden Kenny Real Estate is on Instagram, TikTok. With a Y. Sorry, J-A-Y-D-E-N. I just want to clarify uh, that. Actually, that's true. J-A-Y-D-E-N Kennedy Real Estate um, on all socials. And she's very active. And please, if you are a young person out there wanting to talk to her about real estate, about life, she is your woman. Thank, Thank you, you again. You.